So it is indeed always a pleasure to come and stand before you and uh, to talk about God and to talk about Jesus and everything that he has done, everything that he's doing, everything that he will do even in the future. So for me, it's always very important that uh, we lift him up on high. Isaiah saw it years before he came, that unto us a son is born, a child is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He says he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. He says of the increase of his government, there will be no end. And that he will sit on the throne of David. And that he will ruin, rule forever and ever and ever. The man called Simeon, when he saw the child Jesus, I can go home now and be with you, Lord, because my eyes have seen your salvation. So when it comes to him and his rule and his reign and his government, it's something that I take so seriously. Did I introduce myself? Oh, you introduced me. I'm Wawa. This is my wife, Zandile. Been married for 20 years, ne? And these are my beautiful kids. Stand up so that the church can see you. The other one is there at the back. Stand up so that the church can see you. Tell me, stand up. Thank you. Was that difficult? Thank you so much to everybody who has shared this morning. And the, and the reading and everything, the breaking of bread, it was all on point. So indeed, I mean, um, I'm one who does not have to rush these things. So if God was doing something then, then he was doing something then and it is good, you see. So I thank God, I thank God for that. But let's see uh, how far we can go today. Um, I will behave for the obvious reasons. The cat is in the house. So, no gimmicks or anything funny on the straight and narrow. So, it says, and maybe let me, let me just do this before, before I go. Deal with these things and then they get out of the way because the, the, the scripture that we're going to be concentrating on today I sometimes struggle to pronounce. And now, I, I want to say this thing. I don't want you to leave church. And the only thing that you got out of it was that, yo, this guy cannot pronounce words. <laughs> I mean, I'm on record, and that as I grow old, the only thing that I'm losing is my pronunciation. Zandile tells me that I still look okay, so that, that is good. So, but the pronunciation, I, I, I look. So, so we, we will be talking a lot, sharing from the book of, Exodus. Okay. I'm told I've got a problem of call, calling it Exodus. So, so Exodus. Right. If, if I call it Exodus, you know what I'm talking about. You understand? I mean, th this thing has got to come. If, if I call it a J call, 
instead of a jackal. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You are happy with me. Amen. It says in Exodus, Exodus 1.8, Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. So there was a change of circumstances. That is not the scripture that we are going to concentrate on, but I just want to stress this thing. That there was a change of circumstances in Egypt. People were sitting. It was fine. They had the best of everything. But the scripture that I've just read, it says a new king came to power to whom Joseph meant nothing. Then things were going to change because God is a God of change all the time. And the change that God brings should not scare you. In fact, I dare say that he will use everything, the good and everything, the bad, so that you can stand up and be all that he has called you to be and to go. Oh, she says I'm shouting. So either you call her to order or me. So, 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 so that, that is what is happening. Now, for a moment, let us go together in history. Standing on the seashore is Moses. Perhaps he recalls that I was born at a time when boys were being killed and the Lord delivered me. Perhaps he recalls that he murdered someone and he ran from Egypt as a fugitive. And he came back with authority and power to say, the I am says, let my people go. It could be that he remembers all the plagues that took place in Egypt when God was delivering his people. How can he, in particular, not remember? When all those who were under the blood were saved. And the firstborn of the Egyptians died. Because my friends, we serve a God who saves. And because of this, he cannot help. But in Exodus 15, he starts a song. He says, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. I don't know if you have those pictures of... Uh, the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. 
They are moving away from deep slavery, from mistreatment and everything. And look at what God does. This is my God. He does not change. He parts the waters of the sea so that his children can walk through. We have another one. Yeah, if, if, if it comes. And then you'll also see what he did to the Egyptians. They were drowned. Look at that. They, they were pursuing the, 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 the Israelites. And they were so sure that we were going to get them. Today, they are not running away. And I'm sure the Israelites were so scared that that's it. It is done today. We are done. But this happened. And Moses, standing on the seashore, could not help but say, I will sing of the Lord, for he has done great things. The God that delivers. But if it was Wawa in 2019, I would sing another song. I would sing another song. Not because there's anything wrong with this song. You will sing this song, by the way, up until eternity. I'll show you now, if time allows. But I'll sing another song. Do you have my song, Howard? Listen to that. I'll sing another song in a different language. Told you that is... Uh, you don't, you don't, you, you're not getting it. Yeah. That is fine. This, this, this guy sings in Igbo. And he says, what can I render to Jehovah? Because he has done so, so many great things for me. But, but that's okay. It, it's not going. By the way, this song of Moses in Exodus 15 is the first song in the entire Bible. And you go to Revelation 15, the song of Moses is the last song in the Bible. It is not only, you can remove that one there, it is not only in the book of Revelation, the song of Moses. But it is the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. It says in Revelation 15, if you have it. There we go. Okay, even though I'm wearing glasses, so I will stand here. Okay. So the part I'm going to start at is, and I saw what looked like a sea of glass, glowing with fire, and standing beside the sea, those who had, those who had been victorious over the beast, its image, and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God, and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, 
Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. It's not only the Israelites here, but it is people from every nation and every tribe. It is people from every language who are singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Now, I, I, I don't know how it's going to, to work because it's a great multitude according to the Bible. And they are standing before the throne and they are all singing. Imagine then you're standing there. Next to you is, a, is an Africana, maybe. Then next to you, it's an English woman from Wales. It could be a guy from Lesotho. Rotten Wanderlust, you work. Horde Almachtig. The, the, the Africana goes. And, and then the, 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 the English lady goes, great and marvelous are your ways, Lord God Almighty. And then the, 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 it's a great multitude. The Sudu guy goes, ah, this great multitude. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. It, the, the, the antics are not in the Bible. They are my thing. But I'm, I'm just imagining. So I've not died yet, so I don't know as well. You see? But the, the, these songs that we sing, these songs are going to be sung forever and ever. The songs of deliverance. Because they say, man, the Lord has done so much for me. I cannot but sing to him and say, you are worthy to be praised, to be exalted, to be lifted up. Because you alone are God. We will sing and sing and sing forever. And this multitude, it's not just everyone, unfortunately. The very sea that God parted so that the Egyptians could walk through. Yeah, Israelites. Thanks, you are, you are awake, you are awake. Yes. The, the very sea that God parted so that the Israelites can go through. It was exactly the same sea that God used to save those who belong to him. And you see the same thing playing itself in Revelation. That, that there's judgment. This scripture talks about judgment. The, the last plagues that are going to take place and those, though, that the Lamb has saved, those who come from great tribulation and trials and travails and everything bad that is happening to them, matters not how they died. It matters not at this point whether the prayers were answered on earth, but now they have been answered because these ones I'm talking about, they built on the rock. Great and marvelous are your ways. Lord God Almighty, 
Mikulu ngu mangali so imisebenzi yako tiko. So it goes. Mkosa. Let us know what has happened. Every tear has been wiped away. There's no more suffering. Deliverance. Deliverance. So if you go to, to Matthew 7, Matthew 7, verse 24. We have it there on the screen. So you know the story of the two guys. It's very simple. It's two guys, two houses. One builds on the rock, one builds on the sand. My friend, the Bible tells me that the rain is going to come. That all of us are going to be pelted. All of us are going to be harassed. I'm sorry if I'm disappointing you. But one house stands. Another house falls. So you can, you can take two Christians. They come to church, both of them, wearing the same, same neighborhood, same social status, same everything, same singing. But the one who is going to stand, I'm telling you now, the one who is going to stand is the one who allows the word of God to sink in, the one who internalizes it and owns it. And knows it. Other than the one who comes just for the sake of coming. These things are very important. So you want to build. You want to build on the rock. You want to build on the rock. You don't want to jeopardize your chances. Of standing there with those who have been delivered, those who have been victorious before the Lamb, and sing these songs that we will sing through eternity. Because you built on the sand. Great and marvelous are your ways. Lord God Almighty. So you see, I'm talking of battles. There's a battle in Exodus. But God, because he's writing a history, a salvation history, it's not stories for the sake of stories. It's, it's, it's a history of salvation. That this is how I'm doing my things. You know what? You are in slavery. You are being persecuted. But the Bible tells me that they cried to the Lord. Those who cry to the Lord, they cause the Lord to hear and to answer. That is why he goes and says, Moses, the time has come. Take my children out of this thing. Because they have cried to the Lord. And the Lord has answered. I refer to the battles. 
I also exclaim of the holiness of God. If you check Exodus 15, 11, it says, Who is like you, majestic in holiness? You quickly go to the song in Revelation 15, 4. For you alone are holy. And in both instances, something of God's judgment is there. That I'm going to judge those who choose the choice that is not right. Instead of the right choice, something of God's judgment. And the songs talk of the nations of the world as the prospects of salvation. It's there, Exodus. And I'm telling you that God's plan is for us to reach the nations. There is no two way about it. Proclaims in uh, Exodus fifteen fourteen, the nations shall hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistine. And it says in Revelation fifteen four, all nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. And this purpose of reaching the nations is achieved through the Lamb. It's not something that you just do on your own. And you see Jesus in Revelation taking over now the mantle of Moses. Because it says that they, they are holding hubs that have been given to them by the Lamb. The Lamb himself says, sing that song of Moses, that song of deliverance. It is still relevant today. But I'm the one now who's commanding you to be singing this song. Here are the hearts. Sing this song. He will lead his church victoriously. The thing that sometimes worries me is that we think salvation, that's it, I'm saved, I've got my ticket. Rather than to know that you are saved into something. So, a river for me that is stagnant. It stinks. It stinks. A person who, live, who, who sleeps forever and ever. You get bad sores. You're not doing anything. So I wonder if the time has not come whereby God is saying, Grace, you have stayed long enough on this mantle. It is time to move. 
it is time to move. By time to move, it is time for you who has been coming and not contributing. Because my thing is, you've got a gift. And, and my thing is, you are here today because God wants you to be here. For this season in your life, you have been placed in this body. And the question I'm asking, what are you doing about it? Where are you building? Where, where are you building? And what, what are you doing about the gifts that God has given you? Are you the one who builds on the sand? Or are you the one who builds on the rock? Who's not shaken by problems and troubles and everything that comes our way? Because the Bible is very clear for us as Christians. We will not be shaken. Come what may, we will not be shaken. We, we are the ones who are not going to be giving up. We are the ones who are going to be singing the song and saying, great is our God Almighty. He rules and he reigns forever because we are the overcomers. We are not the ones when trouble comes and then we are the first to say, yo, I'm not going to stand this. I, I, I didn't sign up for this. I tell you now, Jesus suffered. I tell you now, the apostles, they died. Terrible deaths, serving him. But in all of that, they are with God in heaven. Huh? So I'm asking you to connect to your peoples. I'm asking you to find your lane in life. And to drive on it very fast. I, I, I'm not talking break the law now. That's, that's not what I'm talking. But I'm talking about you standing on your lane and doing what God has called you to do. He takes over the mantle. He says that this history is throughout scripture. This salvation history because if, if, if you notice the way that he acts, people are there. It's nice. They forget about God. They fall into sin. He lets them be unless they cry out to God and say, no, this is not, this is not it. We, we need to be moving on. Because you have called us for something that is better. So that is what I'm saying about this song. He's so committed in growing us in grace. He will let nothing, nothing to stop us in achieving that goal. He's the primary mover and the causer of everything. For my thing that, oh, well, yeah. I want to deal with these people. But there was a plan of God. He can use any circumstance and anyone to achieve his plans. And that is what happened here. What was his goal? To save his children. And he made sure that his children are saved. It is his goal for your life. And I tell you, if there are lessons that you are refusing to learn, I've got bad news. 
Because you will learn those lessons up until you pass. It is like that in God's kingdom, unfortunately. It is not like the school whereby if a boy grows beard and he still cannot say three times eight and then they say, no, take him to the next class. He's going to be a problem for the teachers. In God, I tell you, if you have not learned to be humble, you are going to go around that mountain being taught how to be humble. You will go down to the grave being taught that lesson. So these things are very important in the sense that we are separated. We have been separated. I do not understand why sometimes there is no difference between those who profess Christ and those who don't. You have you, you heard of the story of... Uh, Again, it was a guy with a sticker. Somebody irritates him. And the usual happens. You know, he overtakes her and, and everything. No, 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 the cop stops the guy. Your license, please, and stand there. Then he goes and makes a few calls and whatnot and whatnot. And then he comes back. He gives the guy his license. And the guy went mad. You stopped me for nothing. I'm going to show you. You stopped me for nothing. And the cop says, no. You know why I stopped you? I saw the sticker in the bumper. And Honestly, I thought this car is stolen because of the behavior. You know, it, it is not saying the same thing as the sticker says. I am sorry if I caused problems. I, I thought there's something here. There is no correlation between the, the sticker and the driver. These things are important, my friends. We... we we can't. We can't. If the Bible says, love one another, then the Bible says, love one another. Be compassionate. Then it says, I must be compassionate. Be understanding. Then it says, I must be understanding. We differ all we like, but the final authority in my life, if I'm the child of God, Staying in this situation. Yeah, you know, Sunday, I'm going to kick out, let her go back to KZN. But God says, love your wife. No, Lord, she said, love your wife. And, and, and many other things. So, in all that I'm saying, there's an allegiance. No. There's, there's a fight. There's a fight taking place. The, 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 the God is fighting for you. The enemy wants his pound of flesh. He wants you. Was that not what was happening in Exodus 15? Pharaoh wanted them badly. 
God wanted. But what makes the difference is the choice that you take. That no, I am choosing you, Jesus. Because I know about you. And I'm, I'm choosing you rather than this. Because then, I mean, God is not going to force himself. You, you, you've made your choice. You've made your choice. Okay, well, enemy, you win. And by the way, in closing, you know, Satan does not come to you just like that with all the authority and whatnot. No. He asks for permission. God gives life. God takes life. No one else. He, he asks for permission. He goes, I mean, go, read the scriptures. Well, the angels presented themselves to God. Yeah. And he's also there. I, I don't know how he comes. Whether he comes like, like them and, you know, I worship you. You know, but the eyes show that, hey, this one. <laughs> or, or, or he comes with arrogance. A, a bamba, I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't know how he comes. All I know is that he comes. And God spots him and says, what do you want? What do you, no, give me pit bombies. God can say yes. Or he can say no. Leave pit bombies alone. Okay, you can have pit bombies, but don't kill him. That, that, that sort of a thing. So the, the, the things that happen, man, his purposes are going to be achieved in any way. But for you, stay focused. Stay focused. Know the battle. It's bad. And know that great and marvelous are his works. Let us stand. Father, I bring this group of people before you. I pray for each and every person who is here. That Lord God, you may reveal yourself to be the true God that you are. The God who delivers us from all troubles. The God who saves us. The God who has got a plan for our lives. I ask heavenly Father that we may stay the course. That Lord God, we may fight the good fight. That at the end, we may all receive our crowns. In the name of Jesus, amen.